Coming up on TMS. Crock blocked. Important taint paint. My aunt has MS. I mean allergies. Chode butter and VIP charcuterie. Reinforced nipple area. Chester, he was a president, wasn't he? Riding up that hill. Punctuate your doom scrolling. Crap, they found me. The wet D-pad was my wrestling finishing move. Krispy Kreme for the tender parts. Big old Nixon beard. The good thick. Zoom and enhance Scott's wrist. Gross, but yes. Not supporting the bad guys with Steven and more on this episode of the morning stream there's a certain place on the back of my arm that when i scratch it i can feel it in my butthole and i just think that's really neat the morning stream no you better don't Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, June 27, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Yes. Hello. I told my phlebotomist about you this morning. Would you like Did to hear you? the context of that conversation? Please tell me what you told your phlebotomist. So I had to go in for a routine six-month blood work thing. Uh, just It's just a thing I do. My doctor has me on this regimen here. And so I went in, and uh, first thing first... I don't think, I think people who write medical software, like, you know, check in, put in your info, do all your schmear. Here's a little kiosk. We have touch screens now. Whoever's writing all of that mm-hmm. might be dumb. They might actually be <laughs> dumb. It's oh, not no. good. Okay. None of it's good. It's all bad and janky and it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And I'm just saying, maybe go back to the the boards on this and come up with something better because it's bad. You're not you're not issuing cattle around your hospital lab area. You're you're dealing with people. So maybe your software should reflect that, you a-holes. Anyway, that's a whole <laughs> holes everything. Wow. Okay. All yeah, right. Strong feelings. Anyway, I'm in there. It's fine. Once I get all that done, I get in there. And there's a very nice lady, phlebotomist lady. She's like, hello. And I'm like, hi. And she sits me down and we're talking and she says, uh, so so what do you do? You know, they always ask what you do. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. have to explain. Oh, how do I explain Oh, this? I know. Exactly. So, so it depends on the age of the person. After older than a certain age, I said, oh, I'm an audio producer. Yeah. You kind of, that's actually a pretty yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. I, I instead I, today went for podcaster illustrator. See how that would land. And there she actually go. was like, oh, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. I use them on my phone. And it's just so great. What kind of shows do you do? So she wanted to know that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm, I'm uh, in fact, when this is done, if you guys hurry the hell up, because they were taking forever for the the process part, the actual phlebotomy part was easy. It's just sure. the rest of it was a nightmare. And I was like, going to be late for the show. But I said, so assuming I get out here on time, I got a morning show this morning. As a matter of fact, she goes, Oh, that's cool. Morning show. What do you guys cover on there? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Do you have a co-host? I said, yeah, his name's Brian. And uh, she says, Oh, that's nice. And I said, he is nice. <laughs> and she goes, uh, so does, is this is this what he does as well? I said, well, it's one of the things he does. I go, actually right now he's probably a little pooped. Cause, and then I went into the whole story about how you did your ride. Yeah. And uh, explain that whole thing. She goes, that's wonderful. My aunt has MS, she says. Oh. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And she goes, oh, wait, maybe it is an MS. What is it? <laughs> she was like, you're what Syphilis. It was. it was something else. Like, I mean, it was something else serious, but it wasn't like, it. I think it just was something else. It wasn't, it wasn't MS. It was something else. 
Anyway, it was a weird little conversation, and she was very nice. She didn't leave much of a mark. I still got my cute little tag. Look at this. I'm all medicaled up. Look at that. Yeah, how long do you have to leave that on? I don't know. I probably don't like, take it off now. <laughs> Am I thinking? I don't know why I still I have mean, it on. You know, people with uh, high-res monitors are, are able to make out your your, uh, um, your you number. Can like you your, see it? Freeze it and f- f- zoom yeah. and enhance. They can, they can now, uh, I don't know, charge stuff to your insurance or I, it's something i don't know they're too busy trying to see what combining darth vader and shrek look like on ai generators they don't want to mess with me anymore <laughs> there is there's a uh, yeah there's a <laughs> it's a good time so I'm how does it right now with that speaking of the ride uh yeah you know kept track of how Should things we... are going in the middle but tell give us the, the lowdown how, how things yeah, go it uh it, it's it's over uh now thank god uh yeah so it's all right. Let's start at the beginning here. I mean, basically, I should start off with a, a big thank you to everyone for the well wishes for all the contributions to MS because of you guys. I mean, I think I raised close to thirty five hundred dollars. That's great. Which is not the highest amount on my team, but was one of the, certainly one of the highest amounts um, in the entire Colorado group, which got me some VIP treatment. I actually. Um, me and a couple other people on the team were able to go to the VIP tent, which uh, where they had uh, pizza, they had uh, bottles, uh, you know, all the bottles of of um, ginger beer and root beer and uh, stuff from Left Hand Brewery that we wanted, um, gourmet cheeses. We could make a little charcuterie plate, <laughs> all these things. Yeah. So, so wow. you know, the VIP. So what I did is basically I just went in there. I, I took orders from the rest of the team and I said, all right, uh, what does everybody want? You got want a slice of pizza? You want sausage, cheese, pepperoni? Damn. And then I'd like basically take orders and I'd go from the VIP tent back over to our tent and disseminate all the, the <laughs> stuff that people wanted. You were a big shot is what you're telling me. I was a big shot. No. And uh, um, here's here's just a couple things. So uh, you, you were going to ask about the chode butter. Let's just get this out of the way right now. The chode butter was, uh, as always, a godsend on rides like this. Single um, application or did you have to reapply? No, okay. I, I reapplied. Uh, both days I reapplied at the... the, the um, <laughs> The midpoint stop, the lunch stop, oh, basically. I was hoping you did after, that in the after VIP, I had my lunch. The, the VIP way. tent, Brian's Brian's soaping up his unit in the VIP tent. Right. Is what I was hoping. The very important uh, paint taint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no, that stuff. I'm trying to figure out a good way to describe this. Like, uh, uh, if you've got a a balloon yeah. with a couple of hard boiled eggs in it, right? Yeah. It's a it's a partially like a like an unblown up balloon, but it's got a couple of hard boiled eggs in it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if you've got two hard surfaces on either side of those hard boiled eggs yeah. and the balloon, you don't want, uh, things to get pinched and, uh, no, and, and uh, yeah. no, no, you want them to move freely. Those, those balloons you want them to the move freely. Within. Exactly. Yeah. So you want there to be a lot of, of, uh, Let's say Crisco uh, around that balloon to just keep it from getting pinched anywhere. Sure. There we go. So, sure. so there's there's like a very vague, very subtle description of why, why we need showed better. Yeah. Um, all right. So previous years, this is the fourth year I've done the race. Yeah. Uh, fifth, if you count the unofficial 2020 when we made our own course and just did it ourselves. But in all that time, and you've probably heard me mention this, I've never uh completed day two mm-hmm. one year we got pulled off because of lightning another year i did day one sick and yeah. uh got too sick overnight to do day two and actually took you know 
put me out of contention for a few days. That was pretty bad. Uh, you were sick that, was that pretty day. Bad. Yeah. Um, and then uh, last year, because of the pandemic, they shortened it to a one-day, eighty-something mile ride. So it was yeah. a longer overall, longer overall than one day, but not a two-day ride. Mm. So this was the first time I'd actually completed both days. And can I tell you that? Uh, you know, they joke around and say, oh, day two is the tougher day. Oh, day two, you don't want to, boy, you don't want to mess with day two. Um, all those people are uh, friggin' jerks, and they're absolutely correct. Day two, even though it's the same number of miles, and even though you're starting at the same, you're starting at your finish line and going to where the starting line was for day one, you think, oh, well, it's really just going to be day one in reverse. No, they, they changed the course for day two, right? So there's very little overlap between the, the paths for the two days. Right. And because of that, they have, they, they, um, uh, stack. There's like a, there's a term for this. I can't think of what it is, but they have three massive Hills that you have to go on the second half of the second day. Like you're already sore from day one and they're like, all right, so we're going to have them go up the, uh, this Lowell Hill, and then we're going to have them go up the Anthem uh, neighborhood hill, and then we're going to have them go up Zunai, which is this like straight up. So that's not just a happenstance thing. They do they plan it that way? I think they do that on purpose. Mm. I mean, I don't know, but it it feels like they they do it to like say, all right, now you're really going to feel good about yourself at the end of this part because we're giving you three big uh, hills to climb at the end of your second day when you're already exhausted from from uh, one day it's a lot uh and what i'll do is at some point i'll post shots of the uh strava has this great diagram showing the hills and valleys and stuff um that you do over the course of the the 68 miles and where those things are and you can see at the very it's like (laughs) 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 do you ever do a did you ever get to the as you went to the top of the hill, you went, this is it. I can't do I'm never doing this again. And then you get to the top of the hill and go, I'm totally doing this again. This is great. Oh, I'm never doing this again because you hit the next hill. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, does, it no, doesn't never, ebb and flow never, like that. Uh, <laughs> that. That feeling was never because of the hills. It was a feeling because of the way my, uh, even with the chode butter, lots of pain in that region right yeah, now. Like yeah. if I had a donut, I'd be sitting on it right now because it's, uh, it's a little on the tender side just because of my my bike seat i think i need a new bike seat that uh cradles my butt cheeks oh. as opposed to the one that has pads sure. for my butt cheeks yeah you want it to hold the butt cheeks i want it to hold the butt cheeks yeah. and not jab two seemingly soft pads into my butt cheeks yeah um and then the bottoms of my feet like the my feet altogether through numerous points of the ride yesterday felt numb like okay I'm, and that's because when you've got the um the clip in cleats uh, the center piece, like the basically the center of the cleat that clips into your pedals, yeah. has to rest right on the ball of your foot. Ugh. And for a long time, instead of <laughs> yeah, like when you walk, you know, you're walking with your whole foot. Right. When you're pedaling, there is like one point of contact, and it's right on the ball of your feet. Where so like your toes are off the front, the rest of your foot is off the back, and that that bar feels like it's separating like it's basically cutting off circulation to one or both locations yeah yeah it's like a big little (laughs) divider unit right in the middle of your foot exactly exactly so feet would go numb and basically i would just switch my stance to 
um, I would slide further back in the saddle and then raise my feet to pull up the pedals as opposed to pushing them down for mm. about, I would do that for about two or three minutes if I'm like on a straightaway or a downhill yeah. just to uh, uh, let some blood flow go back into my feet. So, so there's that. Um, I'll also talk a little bit about the weather. Uh, you know, when I say <laughs> 55 degrees, uh, you think, all right, well, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, here, you know, in Colorado, that, and probably in Utah too, that's like, all right, long pants, but probably still like a short sleeve shirt because you're going in and out of places. And maybe you wear a, a hoodie or something like that sure. with 55 degree weather. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, when you're riding, it brings up a whole new set of challenges. So I started... Uh, both days with um, sleeves and leggings that basically extended the length of my bike shorts and jersey, and they're removable. So, you know, you have this extra little sleeve. Oh, they're separate on top. They're not. I got it. Okay. You don't have to get completely undressed when you want to go change that. Exactly. Exactly. I could even do it while I'm riding if I feel like it, but I usually just did it at the rest stop. Yeah. And, um, and then over that, I had just like a really thin light windbreaker in case we got some rain. Yeah. Um, and both days, and yesterday I'll talk, it was mostly Sunday. I wore the windbreaker from the start, starting line, and then took it off at the first rest stop. Now, that windbreaker acts like a an airtight container yeah. containing my upper half, <laughs> my torso. Your torso container. My torso. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever been in a sauna, you know those airtight containers that hold something warm that's exerting a lot of energy and uh, sweating. Uh, basically, when I took that windbreaker off in 55 degree weather, yeah, my jersey was kind of drenched. Gross. <laughs> yep, gross, but yes, gross, gross, but yes, yes. So going down those first hills at 20 miles an hour in 55 <laughs> degree weather with a wet jersey, I, I'm glad that my jersey had uh, a reinforced nipple area uh, because otherwise I would have torn those things up. Yeah, that's a brisk. That's a brisk bit of wind, isn't it? It is. That. that woke me up more than the the cup of coffee before the ride. Yeah. Uh, wow. Big big shout out to um, a couple a couple of people, the Quans, Don and Tyler Quan. They uh, they looked up and saw what the route was going to be, and it goes right by their house in Loveland. And so they brought out and they actually made two signs that said "Go" and another sign that said "Brian." So when I went by. They they raised up their signs and cheered me on and stuff, which was so cool. Yeah. And then. Uh, there's a group of riders that are passing me at that point, seeing this and going, what's the deal with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm uh, just, you know, I'm known. I know people. People know me. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. And, and big thanks to uh, Bobby and Stages Cycling, because between the two of them, we were talking about power, right? Like, you know, figuring out what your, what your sweet spot is in terms of, of power. Right. Um, I got this stages cycling computer from a listener of the show. Great, great guy in Boulder who hooked me up with one of their demo units. Or I'm sorry, not their demo, but their brand new unit that they're releasing. And if you couple that with a cadence meter, so cadence is your your pedal speed, how fast you're pedaling. Sure. I developed a technique and and cyclists, you know, there are far more cyclists out there doing, doing, doing it for far longer than I ever have who can probably say, yeah, Brian, this is totally what you're supposed to do. But what I would do is I figured out my sweet spot for, for pedaling was 70 RPM. Yeah. And, uh, uh, in my head, I would hear the don't fear the reaper 
guitar lick because the cowbell exactly is 70 is 70 rpm so if ever i lost the the thing i obviously i could look at my my cycling computer but if i didn't want to look at it i could say okay my head and pedal on the beat did you say you didn't sing it just to make it easier for yourself at times i did yeah at times i actually sang it not not just in my head but out of my mouth that's awesome i love this all right and uh so then what I would do is, no matter if I was going uphill, downhill, that's the cadence I wanted to maintain. And I would do, I would go up and down gears until yeah. I found the point at which, so, all right, you know, when you're, uh, if you're in a really low gear yeah, and you're just struggling to push those pedals, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you get into a much higher gear. I might have these backwards. I might be talking, I guess, oh, probably. low and high. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so high gear, you're like really struggling to push those pedals. And you know, if you're going a few miles an hour and you have it on the lowest gear, then your pedals are just basically moving and they're not doing anything. Yeah, just right? I hate that. Yeah. That feeling. So what I would do is I would keep pushing, like keep adjusting the, the uh, gear until it was like... Um, the bike was doing most of the work and all I was doing was just providing a little, like if I noticed a little bit of resistance, perfect. That's where I would be. That was my sweet spot. So it's just basically, okay, I can maintain that 70 RPM and just push. And basically all my, all my pedaling is doing is just going just a little bit above, you know, where I'm getting resistance. Sure. That's and, great. Uh, you, very, you were able to zero that in pretty much the both two days? You know, like you yeah, felt both, like you got both it. days. And if you look at my average cadence on both days, like the Strava app will say, you maintained a 68 to 71% cadence the entire time. And, That's good. And doing that, hills were, I got to say, hills were no big, the smaller hills were no big deal. Those last three hills, more of a big deal, but it made such a huge difference. And uh, That's great. So, well done, Bobby. Uh, well done, dude, with the company. What made those? And, uh, stages, uh, yeah, Matt. Stages. Uh, and well done, Brian, finding a song that matched your cadence. I think that's right. <laughs> and there are a lot of songs. You know, In Excess has a ton of songs that are that uh, that uh, BPM is perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear it. Uh, yes. Nick, not Matt. I keep calling him Matt. But uh, Nick at uh, Stages Cycling. He is awesome, and uh, he's the reason that... Um, that this weekend went as well as it did. Very nice. So. Very nice. And is this this is the yeah. most um, donations you got since you've been doing this, right? Ever, yeah. Years? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think, I think I barely broke 2,500 last year and um, I'm just under 3,500. You can actually still donate until the end of, uh, um, the end of August. So if you still haven't donated, you're like, oh shoot, did I miss the deadline? No, you haven't missed it. You can donate still by going to tiny.cc slash bike coverville 2022. And you can, uh, um, you can do that. Uh, Terminus in 1961 says on the next coverville covers with the best cycling canes. I actually, <laughs> you should I was do that. Really Why not? close to, I dug out my DJ equipment. I actually have, you know, my, uh, oh, yeah, you're in tables and a microphone situation because mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to record a mix of songs and, and keep the cadence, like basically keep the beat, you know, without, um, without putting any slower songs in there and without any breaks, just make it a constant one hour long 70, uh, BPM, 
uh, mix, but I never did. You never did. <laughs> never it. got to it. That's yeah. all right. Look, you have the devil's haircut. That's all you needed. You're that's fine. right. It's all I need right there. Well, that's great. Uh, I'll tell you what I did while you were writing. I yeah, I you used you as a way to escape the uh, horrendous weekend of news that everybody was experiencing. Oh, geez. So what yeah. would happen is I would I would you know doom scroll for a while, and then go. Oh, yeah, but Brian's out riding on a bike for helping MS, and these people are getting good help, and it's good. It's a good, you know, and then I go, oh, doom scroll, doom scroll. Yeah, but Brian's earning money for people who are sick and really struggling in life that you don't even realize how bad that disease is. Doom scroll, doom scroll. But Brian, that's what I kept doing. Good. Well, I'm glad that I could provide a diversion. I I put up a few in, in Facebook. I put up a few stories, like the little recorded bits, and, uh, Realize that I... What, what are you doing, Scott? Sorry, I get my phone there? out of my pocket. It was killing me. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, what I realized is that I'm an old man who doesn't know how to watch the little timer go around the circle for recording uh, recording those things in Facebook that have a time limit. So I'd be like, all right, so here at the rest stop number two, and it's about 55 <laughs> degrees right now, and uh, here's Uncle George. Here's the rest of the team. <laughs> Ah, look, whatever. So, it's, they yeah. shouldn't have a limit. That's the rule. That's the deal. <laughs> then it's starting to be video. All right, so I guess there's a little bit of a time limit, but uh, uh, let me show you what we got behind me. So we got a thing where you can get some Gatorade. Over here, they have some Nutri-Grade. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do, though, you know? Yeah, exactly. So Zuckerberg you know, if, you says wanna, no. if you want to laugh, go check out Old Man Learns uh, How to Use Facebook are those scenes? No, what are those called? Face- uh, stories. Uh, re- Facebook uh, stories. Real. No, stories, yeah. Because yeah. the real, well, reels are also limited, but stories are the ones that definitely are. And they're, and yeah. they're ephemeral, so they're not there forever. So if you want to see oh, Brian's. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Stories don't stay forever. They, they go away oh, after better hurry. 24 hours, something like that. They Uh-oh. might be gone. Uh-oh. They might be gone by now. I don't they know. Might be gone. I think you All can right. set them. Like, that was their answer to everybody started doing stories because yes. they were trying to compete with Snapchat. And then I can't remember if Facebook's or Instagram's actually expire. I think they do. Gotcha. Anyway. Well, it looks like at least one of them is still on there. So uh, I don't know which rest stop that was. That was that was like one of the few where I actually wore uh, glasses. I had my cycling glasses on. I took those off. I only wore those for about 10% of the ride because uh, they were driving me nuts. They were like uh, 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 heating ups, uh, uh Getting misty, steaming up is steaming the word, up. That's sure the word you're looking yes, for. Steaming up, getting misty. I like that better though. Getting misty. They yeah. were getting misty because I was putting out so much heat. So much heat, Brian. Heat. Yeah, putting out heat. Well, good job. You 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 did the good fight for a good cause, and uh, thanks. This year's is over. If Brian does it again, give him give him some time before he commits. Okay, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it again. I have to do it for Barb. Yeah, do it for Barb. Do, do it, it for, for Barbara. Barbara. That's, I, that's the only reason I do the MS-150. I do. Well, no, I take that back. I do it for, for everybody struggling with MS, but she's the reason I started doing it. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. You nothing have this personal connection, and you and you do what you do. There's nothing wrong with exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, on that note, that illustrious note, what are we? Oh, we're yes. going to do. Okay, so we are going to play a game today. Dunaway's not here. Right. He's got a meeting, so he couldn't get out of it, and as a result, we're going to go ahead without him, and it's going to be just me and a listener. And so you're encouraged to call in uh, as soon as you want to, 801-471-0462, if you would like to be a part of today's chicanery. Okay? So get that going right now. All right. We're going to play this little game. Let's find out who we got on the line. 
Uh, hold on one second. Hi, who is this? Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. Hello. Sorry, I, I had you muted. Sorry, who's this again? <laughs> it's Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hey, you know what? You know hey, who's birthday? Mashups, Jamie. Yeah, you know who whose birthday yeah, it is. Jamie. Apparently, there's like twelve birthdays in the chat today, but uh, Jamie's birthday today. Wow. Yeah, happy birthday, <laughs> dude. Be my birthday. Yeah. How does how Thank does forty four feel? Just kidding. You're not that old yet. What are you anyway? Thirty eight. You're in your thirties still. You're a kid. Right. I'm thirty eight today. Thirty eight. Jeez. I mean, I know it sounds weird to say you're a kid, but that's how Brian and I see you now. You're just a kid. <laughs> you're just a kid. Exactly. Yeah. You're a young man. Uh, well, it's good are to you, have you here. Are you calling from uh, Canada or the International Space Station? <laughs> it sounds really far away and quiet. Hold on. Let me see, uh, if, let's see if I can yeah, crank I you up. Uh, here, now say it's something. Oh, yeah. You're super crunchy. Let's see. There you go. Can you, can you hear us? Hey, hold on. I can take off my headset. Oh, yeah, the headset. Okay. I think, is, I think that's oh, your yeah. problem right there. Something crusty going How's on. That? Oh, much better. Oh, my God. So much better. Yeah. Better? A million times better. The, the free Tim Hortons headset okay, with any purchase is just not working. <laughs> that's right. With every poutine, you get your headset. <laughs> well, no worries. Uh, we're going to play a game. Brian, you want to explain yeah, how it's going to work today? Because we're minus. Oh, minus yeah, the lag right. on this should be fantastic for yeah. this game. Yeah, uh, we'll really uh, enjoy gonna... this lag. Go ahead. <laughs> We're going to play a game of TMS Hilo. I'm going to ask Scott a number-based question, and uh, he's going to give his answer. If it's correct, great. If it's not, which it probably won't be, I will ask you, Jamie, if the actual answer is higher or lower. And if you're correct, at least three times out of five, you will win a prize package that includes, from Steam, Monaco and Sunset Overdrive. Oh, those are... Sound like both racing games? No, one, Sunset Overdrive is like a dude on a on like hover feet or something. I can't remember, oh, but it's cool. like a run run around real fast thing. It's made by the Insomniac people who make like Ratchet and Clank and oh, uh, cool, all right, like Spider Man games and all that. They're really really good. And uh, the other one, Monaco, is this top down. Uh, I forget how it works. It's kind of a stealth thing, if I remember right. It's a weird indie. They're both real good games. This oh, is an cool. excellent uh, prize package. Very nice. Well, good. Well, Jamie, this could be yours. Uh, so let's start here. Let's ask uh, Scott a question. Scott, yeah, what is the record as of uh, 2018, looks like, for most knives thrown around a human target in one minute? So you know how they've got those people who line up on a, on a, on a wheel? Sometimes the wheel spins, sometimes it doesn't. Let's say in this case it doesn't. But you've got a person who throws knives around uh, around the person. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say 52. 52. 52. That number is incorrect. Jamie, is the actual answer higher or lower than 52? In a minute, though, that's the thing. In one minute, 60 seconds, how many knives? Um, yeah, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. That's high, he says. He says it's high. He says high. So you're saying the actual answer is lower oh, than uh, 50? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I say Okay. High. Okay. Yeah. He's, okay. He's got some lag and weirdness. <laughs> There's but, some lag. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, the actual answer is 144. What? Almost triple that. That means they're throwing two, oh. like, both-handed, I think. Oh, my gosh. How is the person alive that's yeah. in the middle? Are they dead? Or what's the deal with them? Are they okay? They're, uh, that you know, it doesn't say. It might be. Uh, 
<laughs> Someone check in on the guy on the board. Someone, My gosh. Yeah, exactly. 144. All right. That's, that's all right. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Next question, Scott. Yeah. How many wineries are there in California? You know, California, known for wine. That whole Napa Valley has uh, has wineries. How many wineries are in California? Uh, 850. 850. 850. 850 is incorrect. Jamie, is the actual answer higher mm. or lower than 850? Oh, gosh. That's a big number. Uh, let's go... Uh, I'd say higher. It's a big state. Okay. Yeah, it is All a right. big state. It is a big state. Lots yep. of wineries in it. Yep. Uh, the actual answer is indeed higher. 4,391 wineries oh, in California. That's a lot. Holy crap. Those of you living in uh, Oregon, you guys are in second place with 774. Jeez. <laughs> second place? Is that second much place down? Is that, that much of a gap between wow. first and second place? Yeah. That surprises me. Are there any, and I, if that's second place, I guess there's nowhere else in the nation that's anywhere close. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I yeah. thought there was a bunch of winery stuff in um uh, what am I thinking of? Like, not Boston. Maybe somewhere uh, in Washington. Washington has uh, wineries. They have 772 wineries in Washington. Is it mostly a Western Coast thing? Like, yeah, we don't, I think okay. so. There's, there's wineries in Colorado in the um, San Luis Valley over by uh, Grand Junction. Yeah. But uh, nowhere near nowhere this, near this number. All right. Well. All right. So, Jamie, you got one point. All you need is a couple more. We got a few more questions. Scott. Awesome. Yeah. How many munchkins were cast for The Wizard of Oz? Oh. Um, so, I mean, you've got your main ones, right? Your lollipop guild and your your mayor. and But uh, then you've got, you know, you got a few behind the, 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 the front, uh, front of the stage, basically in the background. How many munchkins were cast for The Wizard of Oz? And it doesn't just count little people cast. We're talking about, like, kids and whoever, right? It's just munchkins think, in the movie. I think they're all little people, yeah. Well, I thought there were some kids. Maybe not. Um, all right. Maybe not. There's some uh, little people kids. <laughs> They're all kids at one point, right? I guess. All right, I'll um oh, geez. Uh let's let's see. This is old Hollywood. Things were cheap. Yep. I'm going to say 300 uh munchkins. Okay. The 300 is incorrect. Jamie, is the actual answer higher or lower than 300? Oh, there's a lot of weird stuff that went on when that with that movie. Um <laughs> oh, 300. I'm going to have to go lower. Lower than okay. 300, okay. Right. Lower than 300. Uh, according to Turner Classic Movies, there were 124 Munchkins Damn cast. Damn it! <laughs> He's right again. Just killing He's, it. No, that's good. Yeah, he needs to be right. Yeah, uh, yeah each Munchkin made $50 <laughs> per week. Um, however, Toto made $125 per week. Is that true? That's not true. That's, that is 100% true, thanks to Turner Classic Movies. The dog made, well, obviously his owners. <laughs> the dog made more than twice as much. That's as, insane. Uh, That's crazy to me. As each munchkin. Yeah. Uh, all right. Including mutton chop sideburns, how many U.S. presidents sport facial hair in their official portrait? How many? Oh, how many? So, jeez. Uh, 46 presidents, 46 official portraits. How um, many of them have some sort of facial hair? I'm going to go with, uh, I think it's probably lower than, than I would think. So I'm going to say 12 of them have beard, Twelve. beards. 12 presidents is 
absolutely correct. Whoa, well done, Scott. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. That Complete gives a guess. point to uh, that gives a point to Jamie. So Jamie has won the prizes. Yeah. We'll play this out for the last question here. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, well what? done on the well done on the accurate guess. Do you have a list of the actual the twelve people? I don't. Uh, John Quincy Adams was the first. William H. Taft was the last. The last president to have facial hair in their photograph was or Taft. Portrait was Taft. What yeah, none since. Because you think about you know like. Uh, Kennedy and Nixon and uh, oh, Nixon. Carter. Nixon should have rocked a beard, man. Just a big Holy old. Holy should have rocked a beard, right? Big old Nixon yeah. beard. That's so much yeah. cooler when he's oh. going, you know? Here's the here's the list. J.C. Calhoun found the list. You, list of presidents uh, with facial hair. Uh, John Quincy Adams, Martin Van Buren, Zachary Taylor, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James Garfield, Chester Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, Theodore Roosevelt, William Howard Taft. Now, Harry S. Truman, his official portrait doesn't have facial hair. No, but, but he had he had he sported facial hair at some point he during sported his presidency. A facial hair, he sported facial hair at some point. Yeah, I have so. never heard of what was the name? Hold on. You mentioned a name I just have never heard of. Uh I can't I've, I've heard of uh, every Roosevelt, name here Taft, except Harrison, Chester Grover A. Cleveland. Arthur. I've never yeah, heard Arthur. of that dude. This yeah. is the first time I've heard of one of our president's names, I, I'm embarrassed. Everybody, yeah, everybody he, else. The only thing that he can really uh, add to his claim to fame is that uh, he signed an executive order to list potatoes as tubers. Great. Yeah, that's, that's great. It. That's the only thing. Good job, old man, uh, Mr. <laughs> Professor Arthur. That's just horrendous <laughs> to me. Arthur. I don't know. That's so weird to me. When did he that die? 85. Died four years after he served he only did no, he uh, died in 86 he he his presidency was 1881 to 1885 oh my my bad yeah i'm looking at the wrong thing i never heard uh, i feel like yeah. i failed history that's insane okay yeah well All jamie right. how does that how, how do you feel dude you won hey we got, we got one more question oh we got one more sorry sorry yeah we got one more question yeah, yeah. but but jamie has one but uh let's let's play this no, out I know. yeah uh how many people attended history's largest free rock concert so free rock concert Anyone can attend. How many people attended said concert? And you're not going to tell me what concert it was. By any I'm chance. not going to tell you what venue concert it was. Yeah, or what venue. Or I'm guessing venue, it was yeah, outdoor. It's probably outdoor, which makes it a lot more. Big. I'll tell you that it was out. Yeah, it was an outdoor space. concert. Okay, yep. it's outdoor. I'm going to yep. say one hundred thousand human beings. That number is incorrect. Uh, okay. Jamie, uh, take another guess. Uh, is the actual answer higher or lower than 100,000? Well, I'll tell you, when we do the fireworks in Vancouver, uh, yep. like the tiny-ass beaches that we have here, we can fit 500,000 people. So it's definitely going to be higher than 100,000. Really? Oh, it's, too yeah. many oh, yeah. damn right. it's too many damn people in one place. That but is yes. too many damn people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, the highest number. This was uh, December 31st, 1994, a free, a free concert staged by Rod Stewart at Copacabana Beach what? in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Attracted an audience of 4.2 million. What? What? Yeah. For for him? Why? What is his deal in Brazil? He must be like Hasselhoff in Germany or something. <laughs> They do. They do assume that uh, a few of those people uh, just turned up just to see the fireworks display at midnight. But yeah, uh, <laughs> guess so. That's weird. What a yeah. weird. I would have if you just said Rolling Stones or said U two or said 
A right. million other. You could have said Billie Eilish. I would have believed you, but freaking yeah. him, Rod, oh. Rod Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. The hell. All right. Do you think I'm sexy? Can I, I can't even think of another song. That's the only one I can think of. What else is there? <laughs> Come on. You're in my heart. Oh, you're in, in my soul. soul. You're right. in my house. Get the hell out of here. That song. <laughs> Jamie, you've won, and we play this when you win. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That means these keys, which are not region locked, they work anywhere, including Canada, will be oh, sent good. to you by Brian. Uh, you know how to sure get a hold so. of him. I so, do, uh, yes. So do that. He'll uh, he'll send those to you ASAP. And uh, does that make your birthday better or worse to know that you won today? Oh, it's better. And TMS always makes it better. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, very how nice. Could it, how could it not be better? Well, Jamie's a genius and makes amazing stuff. You'll hear more of that later today when we play one of his mashups. Uh, Jamie, happy freaking birthday, man. And uh, we'll see you next Thank time. Thank you. Bye now. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. How come I won't hang up on him? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right, there's the end of that. Now, this wouldn't be a TMS show if we weren't bringing you the hot breaking news of the day. It's the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by DZ Nuts Chode Butter. Paint your taint with the DZ Nuts Chode Butter. Uh, four out of five cyclists recommend it, and I don't want to meet the fifth. No, who wants to meet that guy? Nobody. I don't. I don't want any. I don't want to be anywhere near that dude. To be honest, he's the one who's going down the road going, ah! <laughs> my nuts, my nuts, my nuts. All right. Here's your story of the day. Your first one, Oklahoma in the news and no. Okay. Listen, everybody, I'm trying my hardest uh-huh. to be a positive force for laughter and fun this week. Sure. Yes. Because the, the alternative is a nightmare. Because the world is, or at least the country, is slowly moving backwards. Yeah, uh, I would say rather quickly in the last couple of days. But because of that, uh, you know, some people are like, well, what are they going to do on the show? What are they going to talk about? No, we're not. We're not getting into it. We're going to try to be the one place in all your consumed media where you don't have to deal with it. Okay? Yeah. The one place where we talk about guys doing dumb stuff to alligators or whatever happens to be in the news okay <laughs> so i'm just letting you know ahead of time that's As a why matter of fact <laughs> you want to hear me get mad follow my twitter account i've been plenty mad all right yeah yeah oklahoma man leads authorities on pursuit he got found hours later hiding in cow manure oh well, there's a there's a good way to uh to hide Ugh. if you unfortunately had... he was still found though right <laughs> yeah he was still found unfortunately you're right i don't know if they have hosed well. him off or th- threw some of that like uh shawshank powder on him you know they do that the right whole thing. right yes is that still a thing they do do they throw that i have no idea the uh it's a de-lousing powder right isn't yeah. it yeah yeah what does that even yeah. mean sure they do what is de-lousing lice. oh lice is that yeah. what that is yeah i think so probably less of an issue now or maybe they have a different way of doing it they just use rid and a fine tooth comb. <laughs> spray with with raid. That's what they should do. Just spray with raid. <laughs> right. Anyway, police in Natawa County, Oklahoma, says twenty three year old Wolf October Berry. Wow. Yep. Oh, I love going and picking those Wolf October <laughs> berries. Wolf October Berry. Oh, they're Berry. so good. They make an amazing <laughs> shake. You know, if you want to make a really uh, nice citrusy shake. Make your, by the way, it's Nawada County. What would I say? You flipped around the T and the W, so no Tawa. Dope. Barry. All right. Well, Barry. Nonetheless. Wolf October Barry. <laughs> uh, 
that is the season, right? It's October. You don't want to pick those wolf berries in uh, no. any other month. But, no, no, no. Uh, they October. give you the they give yeah. you the shits. Is what they do. Uh, they initially fled from officers who were attempting to make a traffic stop for not wearing a seatbelt. Barry sped away uh, from the officers and drove down a county road before crashing and continuing to flee on foot. Authorities say Barry was located la- uh, days later, or that later that day rather, after hiding in cow manure for several hours. Barry had been charged with eluding police, running a roadblock, uh, possession of stolen property over a thousand dollars, and possession of a firearm and a commission of a felony, according to deputies. A loaded nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol was found in Barry's truck, along with stolen property he allegedly required or acquired from burglarizing two nearby properties. This is the story is weird because I just finished Barry and it's weird saying Barry so much. Oh. <laughs> you know? Wolf October Barry hid in a mountain of shit and came, came out. out smelling like shit on the other <laughs> on end. On the other end. That's the other thing I always want to say about Andy Dufresne. When he came out of that thing into the river, right. which implies that the sewer system from the prison just pumps itself into the river. There's yeah. no way Andy Dufresne was clean on the other side. No, like, I no, understand the not. metaphor. <laughs> I know what they're going for metaphorically. Of course, yes. yes. But he's covered in really, poo. Yeah, but that's like it's not even like a. Uh, it means both things. No, it only means the thing you're saying. Like yeah. it only means that he came out clean, washed, washed away from Shawshank on the other side. Yeah, that's true. Although it did rain on him, and maybe that helped. I don't know. I just can't help but think that after that he went into that bank. Right, all all gussied back up, cleaned up. Right, he was getting his, all of his fake money out and everything. Did the lady <laughs> just kind of go, Ooh, what is that? You Where are you headed? See what now? Thank God. <laughs> Where are you going, Mexico? Oh. Yeah, good. I hope you're not taking uh, air travel. Yeah. Uh, Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Recycled right? air is just not going to work for us. Anyway, Barry sat in that manure, and uh, boy, hats off to a criminal Oof. who can handle that, I guess. Good Oof. job. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, speaking of crocodiles... Or I said alligators, but I mean crocodiles. Man fought off a charging crocodile with a frying pan, and the video went viral. <laughs> and somebody posted it, because when you were talking about uh, people doing weird stuff with alligators, somebody posted it. Uh, Captain Kipper posted the video. And <laughs> it's is it fantastic. This act- is it this actual video? I have video? not seen this. Is this yeah. the one from the story that he posted? It's, it has to be, because I can't imagine this happening more than once. Why isn't it running for me? Oh, here we go. Okay, so there's your gator. There's your dude. Got a frying pan. <laughs> question. First question is, why oh. does he have a frying pan in the first place? Like, is he was he doesn't look like he was cooking anywhere near there. Yeah, what is? <laughs> it's great. He goes down there, whacks him in the snout twice, sends him on his way. <laughs> you know, this is why we're at the top of the food chain. We have frying pans. It's like a Donkey Kong Country Three is yeah. what we're watching. Yeah, I got to see this part where he. It's like, why? Why are you down there? Yeah. Well, gators what a shot, that. though, man. Boy, he, like... Yeah, he got him on the beak. Really. Yeah. Is that what that's and, called? Snout, probably. On the snout. Yeah. But, like, the uh, the two... It's, it's, and it isn't until the second shot that the alligator says, okay, okay. You yeah, win. he's like, all right. And even the way he turns his head, like, I'm going this way. <laughs> anyway, this guy uh, did this. His name is Shane Chambers. Uh, they were trying to leave the lodge of the owner's... Uh, so the, they were in a lodge, and the owner has a pet crocodile. They're just trying to get out oh, of there. Oh, okay. So he went out with the pan in, with the intent of kind of waving it and scaring it. This, this pet, yeah. All right. Yeah, this guy's pet. Um, says, when we were leaving the island via helicopter and the croc was blocking the path, 
The owner was worried about <laughs> our safety. Croc blocked. Yeah, Croc blocked. Oh, this is the owner. This is the guy that actually owns the thing. Gotcha. Hit it. Okay. I'm mean, not that that justifies hitting an animal. I'm not saying that. Anyway, uh, he went to get the frying pan just to shoo the croc away. Now, I noticed uh-huh. as he walks out the door and walks down there, there's like a little bit of egg or something left in that frying pan. Is there? I'm, I'm going to go scroll. But yeah, go back to the, the start of that. <laughs> He's got like some breakfast in there. Here, look, chat. You think really? Yeah, look oh. at that. What is, it? what is that? No, I think that's the. I think that's the silver bar around the handle. Is it? It looks like a little lump of goo in there. Here, if you go back to like early on. Yeah, there's something in that pot for that thing. Before the first swing, because it definitely. If it. If it's. No, no, no. It even earlier, down. when he's like going down the steps. Oh, this video doesn't start with the steps. Oh, you don't have I'll that. Go to bit. The, I'll go to the Fox Orlando video because. Oh yeah, yeah. The one I'm looking at has a whole sequence where he. Okay. Yeah, where he's. He walks down there and has a plate full of. Oh yeah, this this one shows the whole thing. Okay, I'm only seeing the. Uh, just seeing the last little bit. That's oh, how they get Lord. you. Fox 35 Orlando and your multiple commercials that I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. My blocker worked for me, I guess. I didn't see any of those ads. It's in Australia. Australia. Anyway, so that's what you do. You take a frying pan with you and uh, your pet will leave. Wow. Uh, one final story. Uh, <laughs> nothing to do with any... Uh, <laughs> this, is, this sounds like I'm pulling it out because of certain things happening with our national or our federal Supreme Court, but an Ohio attorney, attorney who is in the Supreme Court of Ohio... If you guys aren't familiar with how this works, every state also has a Supreme Court of their own. It's a uh-huh. lower court, but that's the deal. Uh, he is indefinitely suspended from the Supreme Court of Ohio because he has repeatedly been caught driving naked. Oh. Yeah, with his wiener out. Re- repeatedly, even. Yep. Wow. Supreme Court of Ohio infin- infin- <laughs> infinitely, infinite, gosh dang it, indefinitely is the word I'm trying to freaking shove out of my face. Suspended in Hamilton, Ohio, eternity for uh, eternity, <laughs> attorney for repeatedly driving naked and exposing himself to other motorists. Uh, this is during a nineteen or a twenty eighteen uh, traffic stop. He was charged with public indecency and reckless operation of a vehicle when it was discovered that he was driving nude. I hope he hope he uh, hope the car does not have black leather seats. No, ain't nobody want that. I don't want that. No, no. Uh, the suspension is in effect today. It's based on a subsequent complaint filed by the Butler Bar uh, Association in June of 2021, which alleged that Blavelt, is his name, had been convicted of three additional counts of public indecency since the first was uh, suspended, or since he was first suspended. So his sentence includes fines, total day of four, or total uh, uh, jail sentence of 14 days, and probation terms ranging from two to five years. So that's a great that's a great guy you want on your local uh, yeah, Supreme that's Court. Yeah, you want you want driving you to work. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I hope I, they throw the book at him. And, <laughs> there, uh, I hope they throw the book at him and aim right for his naked crotch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we'll have Stephen Schleicher with us because it's Monday and that's what we do. But uh, we don't have music yet, so Brian will have to bring it. Brian, what do you have here? I brought it. I brought it. Uh, brand new album coming out August third, ca- uh, courtesy of Moon Boot Records. Moon boot. Those, you know, big silver moon boots. Uh, this is from a band called Child Seat. Their new album is called Bad Holiday. These guys are from 
Let's see. Oh, wow. In the middle of recording this album, Mazachi, one of the guys, Madeline Matthews and Josiah Mazachi, he fell ill with COVID. So he was bedridden for weeks, climbing the walls. He did instrumental tracks at his house and then sent them to Madeline, who recorded vocals, and they uh, finally released this, uh, put together this album. Uh, the first single is called Is This the End? No, I'm sorry. If This Is the End, here is Child Seat. Tag you go, girl. You feeling 100? Yeah. The morning stream now gluten free.
All right, we're back, everybody. Hey, remind me who that was. That seemed like a nice song. Yes, that was uh, Child Seed is the band from their brand new album, Bad Holiday. That's the first single called If This Is The End. I think that was a weird decision when they're all sitting around as friends going, what do we name our band? Uh, I don't know. How about Child Seat? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're looking around the room saying, Child Seat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of us has a kid. Let's just name it Child Seat. That's yeah. a weird name. Well, you know, you run into problems where it's like, you know, there's already a band called this or a band called that. Nobody's going to be called Child Seat. Mm-hmm. So they've locked it in. What I don't understand is how many how, we're, we're running out of car names. So I understand yeah. band names yeah. can add a bunch of thes and and operating words and things to kind of change up how your band is named. And so you can get away with that for a really long time. Um, Like nobody's name, you know, the wet D pad. But that's a weird, (laughs) I just was looking at a controller. You were looking at your 8-bit dough controller. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at it right here. But uh, we have the same one. Oh, look at us with the same 8-bit dues. Yep. Awesome. Look at us. I love this thing. It's great. I do too. I use it for all my retro games. Anyway, Uh, um, point is what was i saying oh you're talking about band names but cars cars are screwed they're running out of names because you can't do all the operators you can't go the magnificent accord you have to call it the accord or an accord or it's just accord and they don't what else we get we're all we're done you sorrento i don't want sorrento you know that's why audi is like uh the a5 the a6 actually a7 that's that's a great idea yeah. You know what, Audi? You got it. You're, you did. They it. figured it out. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Chicago. How they keep naming their albums: Chicago Twelve, Chicago yeah. Thirteen, yeah. Chicago Fourteen. Exactly. It's just yeah. you know, it's no one who names their thing the new iPad. Apple, you dummies. I know. Or new Super Mario Brothers, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. That was also stupid. Uh, all right, Steven Schleicher is joining. Ah, crap. Hold on, there he is. Okay, Steven Schleicher entering the call as he does each and every Monday, and we play this little thing for him, and then we're off to the races. Steven Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's Steven Schleicher joining us all the way from Hayes, Kansas, in the home of Majorspoilers.com. Steven, welcome back to the show. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Hey, man. Um, listen. Hey, dude. How do you, <laughs> how do you feel about... Um, Oh, I just forgot the name of it. Shit. Oh, the boys this season. How do you are you watching it? Are oh, you keeping track of that? I haven't business? watched a single episode. Of any of the boys ever? Of any no, season? No, no, no. I watched the first season, season of the boys and I and I really, really liked it. When season two came around, there was this feeling of maybe it's just because of the time period it came out. Who knows? I was just kind of sitting there going, I don't know if I'm really ready to watch the boys season two. <laughs> and then there's this weird thing with me. <laughs> so you have to bear with me on this. Okay. Okay. I don't think people should worship Darth Vader. Oh, I don't think people should sit around thinking that Darth Vader is the coolest. Mm. Sure. I don't think people should be excited about stormtroopers mm. uh, walking around a convention center. Mm. And so when it comes to the boys season three, and I've read hero gasm, so I know what goes on in that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then I see all these people going, Oh my gosh, the, the, the boys is so awesome. This is the best thing ever. These guys tell it like it is. And I'm just I like, see what you're yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think that I want to watch that show because you're not uh, a large portion of the audience probably does get it, but there's a, a, another large part of the audience that thinks that this is a venue for hero worship. And that is not the point no. of the boys. Yeah. Mm. And so, definitely, no, I haven't watched it. Definitely isn't. Uh, I, I am enjoying the season. <laughs> oh, no. And, and if you want to enjoy it, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're but going I around talking about how 
how like, oh, any of the Lander characters is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if there's, I mean, none of the none of the characters, even uh, Wee Huey towards the end of the series, is yeah. not a a a great person. So no, they're uh, terrible you know, people. Kind of just, they're all terrible people. Yeah, they're, they're all, all terrible. terrible. Starlight is not the only good person on that. The and... only you know true and good person on yeah. that show. Yeah. In the comics, she's she goes places, but in the oh, you're right. In the show, they paint her with a much lighter brush. They definitely paint her with a yeah, exactly. So I okay, you're so I I just figured out what I can relate this to. This is like people who unapologetically and unironically think that Rick from Rick and Morty is yes. is yeah. awesome. Yes, and they're missing the point of what right. Rick is. Yes, so, he's a broken human being. That yes. yeah, he's effed up. Another and, another good example is the Joker. Yeah, and you yes. can like these characters for what they are. Like, I love Stormtroopers. You can yeah. tell I got like 50 of them behind me, but it's not that it isn't me going, oh, man, I love the oppressing army that takes advantage yes. of the, you know, that's exactly. not me. Yes, so, you can like Darth right. Vader for being a bad person, for sure. being evil and being vile. He's a cool and having villain. No, yes. yes, he's a cool villain. But for people that are like, oh, man, Darth Vader just really knows what's going on, dude. And like. <laughs> I yeah. think we should all follow Darth Vader or yeah, even those morons like, that are like, you know, if you want people to accept the police, just have them dress up in stormtrooper uniforms because uh, <laughs> everybody loves stormtroopers. And it's like, uh, I think well, you're literally missing the point there. You know, all of this said, uh, when I'm out on the road and I'm stuck in traffic, I start to kind of say, uh, maybe Thanos is on to something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only in traffic, though. Only in traffic. Only in yes. traffic. Yeah. We had a few of those this week, man. I feel like people are driving worse than ever. I don't know what's going on. Something's in the water. Anyway, well, Stephen, it's good to have you here. We're going to dive into a couple of things here. Uh, for example, Tim Sale passed away. One of the greatest yeah. comic artist creators, I think, ever. I mean, if you've ever read The Long Halloween, Batman The Long Halloween, you will be, you'll immediately know how just striking his work was. Yeah. Just yes. an amazing. All of his art is very, is very striking. And, yeah. uh, if, and again, if you haven't read The Long Halloween, you've certainly seen large portions of it in the... Um, uh, Heath Ledger, a Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, because there were large sections of that that were just lifted. The whole uh, Harvey Two-Face bit was directly from Long Halloween. Um, the uh, the burning all the money stuff was all from Long Halloween, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's He is um, he is unique in the space and um, died way too early. I think he's only 57 or 60, something? Yeah. No. Uh, I was like 68 or something. Oh, like really? That. Wow. Something yeah. Yeah. Like he that. was very young. I mean, relatively. Yeah. Young, young uh, for when you should die. <laughs> Yeah, died from died from kidney failure. He was in the hospital um, for maybe a week, less than a week, and then uh, they said, "Well, he's passed away." And then one of his friends, Richard Starkings, came out and said, "No, he he passed away from from kidney failure." So, gosh, dang it, that's just it's a bummer. Um, but if you haven't done yourself the favor of reading Long Halloween, or for that matter, he has this Batman run or Superman for all seasons is what I'm thinking. Of. Superman for all seasons, really good. Amazing. Um, he did this color run. Him, him, and. Um, uh, Jeff Loeb teamed up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read, so we're talking about DC Comics here, but on the Marvel side, if you haven't read Superman Blue, Daredevil Yellow, and Hulk Gray, Hulk Gray is probably the least <laughs> least like of a, the three. You yeah. could do Crayola Box or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. <laughs> but, but definitely go and read uh, Spider-Man Blue and and uh, Daredevil Yellow. They are fantastic yeah. in, in the stories that they're telling. Uh, Spider-Man Blue... Uh, Spider-Man is reminiscing about Gwen Stacy after her death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is after he and Mary Jane are married. That's kind of where it sets in the, in the timeline. Oh, interesting. And he's reminiscing about, you know, how awful it was. Hence the name blue 
uh, how awful it was that Gwen Stacy had to die when he was totally in love with her. So, yeah, well, it's a really, I don't know. It's a, it's a loss. His, his work is so interesting because it's, I look at it and there's a simplicity to it at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's a complexity to it. It's just, mm -hmm. a, it's yeah. hard to describe it. Yeah. Um, but kind of one of a kind and, uh, super sad to see him pass and everybody seemed to love him like all these other comic creators like that dude is awesome i cannot believe yeah. he passed away and it seems like this is just a string of high um high profile yeah. comic creators lately neil adams george perez yeah tim sale what yeah. the heck man they need to slow that down slow that roll i know time passes you know but what whatever um okay secret invasion news get ready everybody because your invasion's about to be secret um, what do we know about this? Because we, we so there's yeah. so Samuel L. Jackson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they were asking, you know, what are you done with Secret Invasion? And he's like, No, I got to go back and shoot some stuff. But then uh, Kevin Feige came out and was like, Okay, here's a little bit, here's a little tidbit of news on when Secret Invasion takes place. Mm -hmm. It takes place between the last two Avengers movies. <laughs> and if and if you're paying attention, that is uh, the blip, the five years, yeah, the, the disappeared five years, which yeah, oh. which again has people scratching their head because they're like, but Nick Samuel Fury got Jackson. snapped during the the blip, Kobe you know, he Smulders, got, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. So is is he being a, a scroll during the entire time? Uh, what you know? What's what's the deal? Maybe it was a scroll get, that got zapped. Yeah. Um, so my, I mean, the, my prediction is that it's going to be told. In flashbacks, so um, there are mm. going to be parts of the show that take place during the blip, but the the timeline of the show will be post blip when when Samuel L. Jackson is using clues from the from that time from the blip to figure out where who's a scroll, who's not a scroll. Yeah, that could be it. Could be um, it. I had a I found this really great uh, interview with Sam Jackson with I think the can't remember who did the interview. Crap, the Times I think. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Here's what he said. There was some they were asking, but what do you what's your take on the criticism that the Marvel movies have done too much to take over cinema and it's all just popcorn movies now and there's you know nothing but these are the big draws and that sort of thing. And he says, um, all movies are valid. Some go to the cinema to be moved. Some people like heroes or superheroes. If someone has more butts on seats, it just means your audience is not all that or sorry, is not as broad. There are people who have successful careers, but nobody can recite one line of their parts. I'm the guy who says shit that's on a T-shirt. Uh, basically, he's just saying, look, it's all movies, like whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, and so, I mean, I mean, maybe our, our, the TMS audience knows, but how many of you have watched all of Jim Jarmusch's movies, right? Probably very I've few seen people. three of his movies, particularly. That's probably all of them. Yeah, that might be, <laughs> that might be all of them. But, <laughs> uh, but so the thing is audiences and movie lovers people like brian who will go and see anything and everything mm -hmm. um <laughs> you you need to embrace you need to embrace the big marvel movies the big warner brother superhero movies the godzilla movies the smash em up the big outrageous uh fast and furious movies yeah because they do two things number one they get audiences into the to the movie theater and then number two they generate tons of money now yeah. all of that money goes to the studio and then it gets divvied up blah 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 blah. but you know if your movie if your if your top gun maverick movie makes a billion dollars in the box office tom cruise isn't walking away with a billion dollars a lot of that money then gets put back into other movies so that they can make more money mm -hmm. and the best thing is the more money that a studio has the more that they're willing to risk on smaller independent art house films independent films whatever it may be mm -hmm. 
because they have that extra money lying around. Now, if all they did was um, uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movies, <laughs> then the studio probably wouldn't have a lot of money to throw around to do bigger stuff or smaller stuff. Yeah. So, right. you know, I, Sam Jackson is completely right, but I think audiences need to realize uh, what's what's the uh, you take the good, you take the bad, yeah, you take them right. both, and there you have the movie industry. Yeah, the, it just doesn't rhyme as well as the facts. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But, no, I mean, that yeah. was the first draft that the that I they mean, tried on. So, the, so did Robin Thicke write that too. <laughs> it feels like it. Did he? Oh, that's right, he did write. Oh, that. Alan Alan Thicke. Sorry, Alan Thicke. Robin Thicke. Alan Thicke. Yeah, Robin and Thicke was the, the good the good Thicke. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one that dressed like uh, Beetlejuice and touched <laughs> boobies. Um, all right. <laughs> so, what was I going to say? Oh. Um, uh, uh, it, oh, it reminds me of the mobile games market. We were, I was talking to John about this. So John Jagger, uh, part of the core team for the show Core, hates mobile games. Like, hates them. Like, yeah, actively yeah. can't stand them. However, mm-hmm. he has this one statement that he always says. He says, look, I, don't, I know I hate them, and I know a lot of other people may hate them, but I'm glad they exist. And I'm like, why, John? He says, because they generate so much revenue in this industry that it will help these companies keep making the things we want them to make. Because they're not leaving all that money on the table, they'll have money to still make. You know mm-hmm. what? What used to be the mainstream of gaming is no longer the case. The mainstream of gaming is a bunch of freaking tiny microtransactions on people's phones. Like it or not, that's the truth. So, if you still want to have big AAA single player experiences that come out on your PlayStation, or your PC, or Xbox, or whatever, you best be glad that there's this monster money generation happening, so that they can still fund these projects. So it's kind of like that. And I'm not saying Marvel movies are equivalent to free-to-play I mean, mobile games. That's not off, what I'm turn saying. Turn off your mind and eat some popcorn and enjoy two yes, hours of Yes, just enjoy yourself. Entertainment. Exactly. Yes, right. That's right. exactly right. Although, I do kind of agree with this thing lately that's been going around about... Uh, were you here when I said... You may have been here, Stephen. Maybe I'm repeating myself. I can't remember last Monday. It's a blur. Okay. I wasn't I, here last month. Oh, you weren't here. So maybe I didn't tell you. Maybe We, I told we all Ryan. weren't here last month because we took the... <laughs> That's true. We had a holiday. Off, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it, the, the the comment I read somewhere was, and I, I kind of agreed with it a little bit, as much as I enjoy them, it's like when Endgame happened, the main game ended, and now we're just doing side quests to mm. finish it up. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying there isn't I, yeah. a new game coming. I'm not saying there isn't a great new arc coming. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... You watch them in aftermath of Endgame, and it does feel like my big open world game had its finish, but I got to go clean up these little side quests. You know, and doesn't mean they're not enjoyable. I, yeah, no, I can I can see where you're coming from. That I have greater faith that all of this stuff is very much like when we had our Iron Man movies and our Thor right. movies and our Hulk movies, and then people are like, "Wait, could we put these together?" And then suddenly you got Avengers, and then it built into something better. So I think what we're doing here is a, a is a big. Let's introduce the world to these new characters. Shang-Chi and yeah. young Hawkeye and right. uh, a new Black Widow. I agree. It's Marvel, I, I, all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, we are all waiting for that moment where they say, okay, it's all been leading to this. And like, oh, okay, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And certainly, unfortunately, uh, the pandemic didn't help any of that stuff. So that's why it may feel like, well, when are they going to get to the point of this, of this fourth stage or phase five or whatever that they're yeah. in now? Uh, and it's because I think because they just haven't been able to push that agenda forward. And so they're doing this stuff that is relatively safe. Um, but sure. if, if you follow it there, especially in the Winter Soldier thing, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in that and the Hawkeye thing that starts to point to, 
oh yeah, there's there's something nefarious going on just around the corner, mm. and we're not going to show it to you just yet, but yeah. um, but we will in time. And I think with um, what is it? Uh, uh, what's the demolition crew in oh, Ms. Marvel? The, the oh. da- uh, damage control. Uh, damage control. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yes, uh, yeah. different group. Um, DC, it's a little DC, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, different DC. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, with what's going on in Ms. Marvel with them. There's a lot of government. There's a lot of government uh, freakiness going on in in this mm-hmm. in this phase of of the movies and TV Ooh. shows. Could could the the big bad of Phase Four end up being Super Scroll, and that's why we get the uh, the Fantastic invasion? Four? Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. And then and you know, if you're if you're looking at it that way, the whole point, especially when they did the big Secret Invasion what, 20 years ago mm-hmm. in the comics, was you didn't know who was the Scroll. Right. So now right. we're replacing Hydra with the scrolls but now the threat is bigger because i don't know if they're going to get into kree scroll war they could with with uh, captain marvel so we did see a blue hand we did recently in a thing you saw a blue hand in a thing recently a blue hand in a thing (laughs) (laughs) that's the least spoiler i've ever heard anyone say i have no idea what it's referring to exactly good that's that's the that's how you do a spoiler free comment that's right (laughs) A blue hand and a thing. Amazing. It was a blue arm. Yeah. A blue arm, even better. Whole whole arm is better than just a hand. Um, all right. Finally, uh, the three body problem. This is have not you guys a thing. Read this book? I have not read this. I have no idea what this is. No, so fill I us in because I guess so Netflix bottom, is getting a deal. Three body problem is a trilogy of books by author Lu Zisan. I, th- I don't know how you pronounce his last name. He's Chinese. He's a Chinese author. Um, really going into uh, science fiction that is really Chinese in its and it's depictions and stories. So if you go in and read like the first volume, uh, you can very much tell that there is a, uh, a communist uh, bent in in what's going on in here. And that's kind of part of the part of the point of the story. Mm-hmm. But this story, uh, especially in the first book, which is what I believe the first uh, movie is going to be based on, is this can't really call him a reporter, but a, a guy uh, who kind of uncovers a secret alien plot that has been brewing for like 50 years and the group behind it. Um, it's going to be told in flashbacks from the present of somebody trying to uncover this and flashbacks to the secret society and how the secret society was formed. That was let's welcome our uh, alien overlords kind of thing. Mm. So it's going to be really tense, but I I'll be honest. I didn't, I read the first book cause everyone was like, Oh, Steven, you got to read the three body problem and that whole trilogy. It's super awesome. And I finished the first book and I was like, yeah, I really don't really care for it that much. There's a lot of VR stuff in there, but there's also a lot of math and science going on uh, because the idea behind the three body problem is, yes, we can easily calculate the orbits of two bodies in space. But when we start getting into three bodies in space, it becomes very hard to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah, and then so, what if you had four and then five? I know, It gets really interesting, especially with the three-body problem as it relates to these aliens in space. Um, here's the thing. Netflix bought a version of the three-body that it's coming to the Netflix series, I believe is a television series in like 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, There's a Chinese uh, studio, uh, Tencent, they are releasing their version of the movie uh, next, towards the end of this year, I want to say. Hmm. November of, of this year, I want to say. Uh, and the cool thing is, you don't have to wait for Netflix to debut it. Uh, Tencent is going to release this officially on its YouTube channel. 
So if you want to go and see this Chinese movie, uh, you'll be able to do it without having to travel to China or waiting for it to come out on VOD. Apparently, it's going to come out on day and date mm-hmm. on their on their YouTube channel. That's so there's cool. a there's a weird mix of animation and live action in this thing. I noticed. I was watching part of the trailer. Yeah, because the whole point of the guy that's in our present is he is figuring out this what's been going on because he goes into this VR system where the three body parable plays out yeah. as you know, you're trying to figure this, who the secret society is by getting higher and higher and higher in this virtual reality game. Uh, but as you play this virtual reality game, you really are seeing the history of this alien civilization. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, you know. it's, 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 I don't know. It was very difficult for me to get through it and I was really into it. And then by the time I was done, I was like, yeah, this is a really good start, but I don't think I'm going to be continuing on with the other two books and it looks like it's fairly mixed i'm looking at the, the chat it looks like it's fairly mixed for people in the chat as well uh the the uh the french term menage a trois is french for the three body problem i don't know if you knew that. <laughs> i mean not if you do it more right. or less yeah. <laughs> not if you do it right <laughs> the three body advantage yeah yeah see yeah one man's problem another man's advantage uh and we're lady you know whoever's there whatever Anyway, hey, Stephen, these are these are great. And as always, you can find this sort of stuff over at Majorspoilers.com, which is a great resource for all things pop culture, comics, and more. So do check it out. Stephen, what's going on on the network you want people to know about? This week on the Major Spoilers podcast, we're jumping back into European comics this week with a look at Tintin and the Secret of the Crystal Spheres, Ooh. which uh, should be interesting. It it's, uh, doesn't contain as much racism, uh, problematic <laughs> racism, as in previous installments. In fact, I think we skipped Tintin in Africa just because it's just like, no. Yeah. Uh, but this one is actually the, the first part of a, of a much larger story where Tintin is trying to dis, uh, uncover, uh, is there really a curse of this Incan mummy uh, and who's behind it? And then part two, they go to, uh, they go to, to uh, Peru, I believe, and... Uh, and stop all the ne'er-do-wells. Were you surprised there was no Tintin follow-up to that? That movie did all right, didn't it? I am really surprised because that movie is really good. Mm-hmm. I I think that it didn't do well in American audiences with a Steven Spielberg name attached to it. Mm. And so everyone was like, oh, well, if Steven Spielberg can't get Tintin to work, it's not, there's no reason for a sequel. Yeah, but in first... Europe, I, I'd have to go back and see the numbers on it. But I thought it was actually very well done. And it is a very good adaptation of the... Um, of the source material, because there's uh, two, maybe three books that uh, is adapted into that Tintin movie. And it's really, really good and almost a straight up adaptation, about as good as you can get with it. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised cast. there wasn't a second one. It's an incredible cast that just, you know, it's his first animated, fully animated directorial mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. which I guess was all the rage then because you had Scorsese with Hugo and, you know. I think he mm-hmm. did the B, he did the BFG as well, Spielberg. Hold on. Yes, he did. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe that was a. S- Oh, no, that was his second. So, yeah, it was his first attempt at that. And I remember thinking, this is really good. I could see a whole series of these and then nothing. So Yeah. I, I Yeah, I'd have to go back and look and see what box office numbers were. I'm going to bet it did better in Europe than it did here in America and probably didn't even go over in in uh, in Asia. Yeah, they just looked at this and went 10-10. Forget it. Probably. <laughs> Forget <laughs> it. We don't know what this is. All right. Um, I'm looking at the trailer for it. I forgot how cool it is. I have to go back and watch it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it then. Steven, I hope your week is amazing. Is there anything I should be doing, though, in this heat? The summer heat's really getting to me. I mean, it's only going to be 75 here today. So uh, uh, if it gets hot in your area, last week was 108. Uh, today is 75. So uh, if it does get hot in your area, please make sure that you stay hydrated. Uh, very nice. Thank you so much. It's 90 here today or will be. 
What's what's the temp in uh, in uh, beautiful Arvada, uh, Colorado, right. Brian? Right now, way warmer. Uh, like, well, let's not say sixty-eight. Oh, is the current temperature? Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, way better than yesterday. Eighty-one right now. We'll have a high of ninety-five a little later today, and uh, I think I'll walk the dog at the hottest point of the day. Now, people say when you do that, you're going to burn their little feet, and I know that. Okay, I get it, but I have a route that I scoped out some time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, where it is 100% grass and shade options for the entire route. And it's like a half hour, 45 minute hard walk. And there is always shade and always grass along this area where Rainier can walk and not burn her little feeties. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Good. We'll do that today. All right. That's it for uh, that. Let's get to a mashup. Jamie was here earlier. Now let's hear his good works. Okay. This is called TMS Mashups Insecurance. This is an MM, which stands for. Oh, we it's don't not have... on our list, so it must have been a new. It's in the new list that he added. Uh, mm, mer, mer, mer. I don't know what it is. MM mashup said. Madness. Mashup Madness. There you go. Monday Mashup. Monday Mashup. Oh, it's just a Monday Mashup. That's it. Oh, just a Monday Mashup. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, <laughs> I think just leaving it off would would have been enough. But I don't care. Whatever. I like I like organizing. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is it. Enjoy. Your magic is real to me, David Blaine. I'm on heavy drugs. Chris Angel. Pee pee yes. Poo poo no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mister Devito. Give me your yes. big nasty club foot with freaking 400 years of goo on it. Put that giant toe in my mouth. Oh, you didn't clip your nail this time. It snagged uh, my cheek. That's hey, a- you know the thing about prostitutes hey. is the only profession besides burger joint waitress where you lean into a car window to get things going. Uh, get no respect. Uh, no respect. A bottle of <laughs> lube. Um, Normally you get lube Jamie. for it's an orgy product. Um, <laughs> that's right, because you know you'd like a yeah. human centipede situation. A lot of people, yeah. It was yeah. so good, and I don't even yeah. like ramen eggs. I don't know why I'm what talking like this. <gasps> Brian, you can stick your whole in there. Just stick it in, and it'll go blah, blah, blah. Darn near killed me, Scott. Dude. Darn near killed me. It hurt him. May as well killed him. No, wait. What's the phrase? Wrecked him. Wrecked Damn him. near killed him. I forgot about the rectum part. How's that possible? <laughs> That's the most important part of that joke. <laughs> no, you can't leave that out. He was burning used toilet paper Saturday while living in a Coconino? In- Coconino National Forest. Is that right? Coconino? Yeah, Coconino. Right. Felt like one if I got it wrong, it'd sound really bad. <laughs> Cock- Coconino. Coconino. Oh, no. No, no, no. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I can't stomp on it. It's my poop. <laughs> we decided to cup it open, and we found a foam ball, part of a fish, and the other object. The other object. Mm. <laughs> the fish was about did. this big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a manster cat. <laughs> I don't think I could eat a dildo fish. You're going to help make him sweat, baby. I'm to make you sweat. I got blue control. Oh, something in your booty. I don't know how it goes. And then I thought, well, I haven't done that since then. Like, since the 80s and 90s, maybe the 90s, I have not put mouth to in that amount of time. Insecure.com. Nope, just insure. Did I? How did I read insecure there? Hold on. Uh, oh, paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, well, that's insure. You're right. Like insurance. <laughs> not insure like the weird drink my grandma read. Insecurance. Yeah, yeah, not insecurance. insecurance. Yeah, you need to, It's not legal if you don't have car insecurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are some good ones. 
those are. I actually remember our couple of those conversations for once. I do too. Yeah. yeah. For once, the stuff that was in context, we remember the context. Weird. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Hey, Patreon people, it, the month is almost over. It's what? Only a few days, a couple days, whatever it is. And then, wow. and then July. I know it's just coming too fast, man. So uh, if you haven't gotten in already before the end of the month to get this month's benefits, do it. Hop on over to Patreon.com/tms and find a level that suits your needs. There are plenty to choose from and lots of great reasons, including just a buck a month if you want, just as low as a dollar. Yeah. Go you, cheap if you if you have to. You know we get it. We know sometimes times are tight. Got to go cheap. Yeah, and we haven't kept up with all this inflation at all. Like, no, we have not adjusted our prices no, for inflation. No, we haven't. The restaurant I like to go to my wife with all the time. The other day, I go in there and their menu has a big old disclaimer up top. It says we've had to increase our prices by 18% or whatever it is because yeah. of this shortage of people, uh, higher wage, you know, all these reasons. And I'm thinking, man, TMS, what are we doing? We're leaving it right where it is, okay? Yep. Get for in there. you. Yeah, for you. It's now one of the cheapest things you can ever pay for. So if you like the show, check it out. Frogpants.com slash TMS for all the details and links to our Patreon. Uh, the morning stream at gmail.com is our email address. We'd love to get your feedback, so please keep sending that. And now we exit with a song provided by Brian Ibbett. That's right. And uh, well, we've we've talked about him all damn episode long because it's his birthday. But Jamie, TMS Mashups, wrote in and said, hello, Shit 50 and Bogan. Oh, all right. I don't know what Shit 50. What does Shit 50 mean? Shafifi? Oh, Shafifi? Shafifi. Oh, hold on a second. I'm copying and pasting this into into our Discord so I can read it better. Because right. I have it on a different call or a different oh, call. Oh, Shifty. Sh- Shafifi. Oh, Shif- there's an Shifty. F in there. Shafifi. Okay. Shafifi? All right. Shafifi. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sure. Why not? Uh, and Bogan. The mashup man is turning the ripe age of 38 today, and wouldn't you know it, I'm even in the chat room with you all today. It's been one hell of a year for me and my family, but as always, my Frog Pants family is always there for me to pick me up. They sure are. I love uh, every one of your faces, and I'm blessed to celebrate my birthday today with all of you. Now, enough chatter. It's time to let the cover master do what he does best. But first, Scott uh, has some clips to sort. I want 10 clips in a row alternating laughs and farts. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, I guess so. Um, oh, geez. Okay, let's see how I can do this. Uh, yeah. All right, so we got laughs. Laughs and, and farts. farts. How quickly could you do laughs and farts alternating? Jeez. Okay, so let's let's see what we get here. Um, we're going to go farts. Okay, so we have a list of... Oh, geez. Okay, so you want alternating and then just 10 of each or 10 total? 10, ten total. Five, five right. farts, five laughs. <laughs> All right, so here's... Uh, let's start with laughs. <laughs> All right, one guy. Here's farts. Kids always think farts are funny. Okay. That's, this is just for words. Oh, that there was a laugh in that one, too. Yeah, that also had a laugh. There's Seth Green. Kids. Where is the bathroom? I would like the powder in my cheeks. <laughs> okay, and then there's another... Where- And then, and then this. <laughs> All right, it's done away. And then uh, here's another one. Schmidt's blue ribbon bread gives you. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then this. <laughs> what a number. <laughs> Al Pacino laugh. Schmidt's then, blue ribbon. Whoops. And then finally this. The devil farts. Oh, that's just me saying something. Let's find a better one. You don't want to know that she farts. No, that's windy. Hold on. I wish they'd let us off station. Air up here is just recycled spacer farts. I can't find any more fart farts. 
Aww. All right, it's as close as you get, Jamie. It's all I, it's all I got, bud. It's as good as it can get. Yeah. Uh, thanks to both you and Scott for all that you do. I'm proud to call Frog Pants my home. Hug the yellow snow, bro. Jamie, a.k.a. TMS Mashups. Uh, so he says he loves him some uh, hard-hitting drum and bass or EDM. Well, I've got just the thing for you. Uh, an artist named Ramsey's B released this single just a couple of years ago, 2020, a cover of one of my favorite EDM instrumentals of all time, a song called Children by Robert Miles. This one adds that whole drum and bass that you like. Here is Ramsey's B and Children.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh,